I told you we'd be back. I'm P. Ryan. I'm Mary. And you're listening to the Hung Up Podcast. I'm hanging up. Sandra gave her the finger? Hmm. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Will you disrespect another woman? Not on my watch. Because if you do it to her, you'll do it to me. And you don't have permission (laughs) to disrespect me. Are we clear? (laughs) Hi, everyone. And welcome to the Hung Up Podcast, where we ain't down with the disrespectful shit, but we'll never hang up on you. It's National Wine Day, and so me and someone else, we are drinking Merlot mixed with Cabernet Sauvignon. And we're excited to be here. It's another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. We know we took a small hiatus, a weekend, but I told you we'd be back, and that's what we are doing. That's where we are. We're back. <laughs> I'm P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. You can find us here at the Hung Up Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's at H U N G U P P O D. Um, you can send us your questions, comments, and your overall love to hunguppod at gmail.com. That's H U N G U P P O D at gmail.com. Um, and anything that you send to us, we'll be sure to read at the beginning of the podcast um, just to kind of set off a tone of the feedback. Um, then this week that we didn't have a show, I will say that a lot of you guys were like, what's going on? Where y'all at? Um, the show's done? And no, the show is not done. The show is still here. Um, and with that, I just want to take the moment to introduce a new permanent guest of the show, a new co-host, a new part of the family. Um, we call him the Light Skin Aunt Viv. You know him from <laughs> the Game Greek episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Um, and, this is, and he's been a constant, a consistent and a constant supporter of the show. And it's Eric, everyone. What's Hi. up, y'all? What's up? I'm <laughs> him. <laughs> Yo, that, that is hilarious. And it takes you right back to when that episode aired. It was just somebody new. And we were all like, what happened? What happened? Who what, did that? What Who, happened is... Who did that? You shut up. So, um... <laughs> tell us more about your tell us about your Instagram where can we find you your Twitter is hey what's up it. guys it's Eric I'm happy to be here you can follow me on Instagram or find me on Instagram at E Dante Cole that's E D A N T E C O L E yes Mr. E Dante Cole <laughs> and so um thank you for having me well I mean thank you for being here because you're gonna be here from here on out yeah I'm I'm, I'm permanent this is this is no Destiny's Child type shit <laughs> well I mean Destiny's Child had to move around to like that's a great name right <laughs> oh my gosh that's not as no we shade. all do no, no, no but, <laughs> but as, as we all do in our lives as we move through our lives yeah. we you know sometimes you have to you change have to things grow. up yeah um and I think we had great chemistry on the Greek episode. But I think, all in all, we have great chemistry in general um, outside of the podcast. Now people think we're fucking. Thank you for <laughs> um, <laughs> And you guys will get to know us. I know you already pretty much, you 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 know, P. Ryan. You know, this is the 11th. <laughs> 11 episode well 10 that you, you listen to him. So you, you'll get a chance to know me too. So, um Absolutely. I've been a supporter um, of Hung Up Pod since the inception, um, and I'm a supporter of a lot of podcasts. I really do enjoy podcasts, talk radio. radio. Um, it's something I've always wanted to dip into, and um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this so is where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. And <laughs> Behind this mic with, yeah. the, with the voice. Yes, that, that silky voice. <laughs> where can they find you again on your social media? Eric? You can find me at E Dante Cole. One yes, word E D A N T E C O L E. And he comes with the voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was your week? Oh, my week. Wow. So, big, big stuff. Well, one, one big thing happened. Um, I graduated. Mm, congrats! I graduated from grad school, and um, I'm. It's it's something that I'm still kind of, I don't know, pinching myself. Yeah. Like it really happened. It feels like I just uh, enrolled into the program. I just sat down with my advisor to talk about what would happen post graduation, 
And here I am. Yeah, I'm jealous of you because some of us are still at the schoolhouse. <laughs> but I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yes, <Martina>. <laughs> But that's so good. I'm super proud of you. And, um, you know. Thank you. Again, he comes with a voice and degrees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm officially a master. Yeah, you better be a master. <laughs> Any aspirations for the, the next step? Well, right now I am like really just i just turned a new page into a new entered a new chapter in my career got a new job about eight weeks ago mm-hmm. so eight weeks in you guys know how it is when you new to a job you got to deal with the training yeah. but you also have to deal with learning a whole new culture a whole new environment um every place is like its own organism it breathes different it lives different <laughs> certain things tick it off. Some certain things make it go smoother. So, you know, I, I'm you know I spent six years at my last job, and now I'm really it's it it's, takes a lot of energy out of yeah. you. And yeah. I forgot about that. You know, it's been a long time since I started a new chapter. So this is it's been an interesting journey, a good one. Yeah, I'm sure it has. And I would love to like chat one of these days about. That transition and just overall growth, right? Because I feel like life is just a constant flow of like getting to a place, feeling comfortable, and then next thing you Boom. know, oh, it's time to grow again. Right. You know? So I, I feel like you have an interesting story to add to that, and I can't wait to unpack it. Anything else going on this week? Um, you know, I've been really active with the tennis league here. Yes. In we have Philly. our own little Serena. <laughs> you know, but it's okay. By the way, shout out to Serena. Yes. She's glowing with that baby bump. Talk about she, iconic. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I've been on the tennis uh, league for two years now. And um, coming back into the league this spring, I was a little rusty. Rusty as in I was losing every single match. <laughs> but when you lose, um, you know, tennis is just one of those things where it's not, it's great if you win, so you want to win. But sometimes it's about what can I gain from this? What can yeah. I learn? Um, it's a lot of strategy that goes into it. Um, so you learn a lot about yourself too. So I just took away from my losses and came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, I've played three games um, this past week and I won each one. That's so cute. you know if you need a men's doubles partner, <laughs> I am. I Would, played tennis in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the first men's doubles uh, man on the roster. Nice, <laughs> yeah, nice. Doubles is fun. Yeah. You um, might have a couple more rusty moments with me, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm just, I'm just gonna be waiting to see that <laughs> outfit. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to know what you come in see, on the courts with. <laughs> Because you know I'm going to wear booty shorts and a mesh tank. Listen, and trust me, you won't be the only one out on the court. Oh, bless. Maybe I need to show up at these games. So, sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. (laughs) So, listen, my week um, was definitely less eventful than yours. Okay. Um, But two things really stuck out. And when I talk about my week, I'm going to talk about, like, the past two weeks because we... Um, weren't here last week. Uh, so I went to this thing called the Hump Film Festival. Mm. Hump in all capital letters. Here in Philly? Uh, here in Philly. Okay. So there's a guy named Dan Savage. He is a sex columnist. Um, he did like this college tour and actually went to my alma mater. Shout out to the University of Maryland. Um, Shout just out Maryland. giving different sex advice. He actually gave advice to my roommate um, at the time. And he created this Hump Film Festival, which is basically an amateur porn film festival that he goes around the United States and at different city stops just showcase a list of amateur porn videos. And so he came to Philly. I went. It was definitely not the amateur porn that I expected. So, hmm. you know. Can you look? Can you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm on the Tumblr or when I'm on X Hamster or Pornhub or TubeAid or. That's amateur. Or, yeah. Right? <laughs> or PornMD or whatever. Mm. When I look up amateur porn, I'm thinking, you know, it's like a couple about to like bust it open. Um, on, at home. Oh, yeah, at home. Like, or like at a hotel or something. Like you know? when you hit play. You're already in the middle of everything. Like, there's no (laughs) introduction. (laughs) 
There's yeah. no like storyline that goes with it. Like, yeah, it's just you know, it's, it's like, like this. what's up, right? It's they like just this. like this right away. Right. They just like this. Shout out to you, girl. The video could very well be a minute and thirty seconds it long because it gets right to the were, point. But <laughs> these were not what I expected at all. Like, okay. It was it was they were really like curated videos. Like you had hmm. a couple who went on a hike, and next thing you know, like they give you like the Showtime softcore porn of them like different angles of them like screwing each other. Or there was one scene um, or one video of like a Little Mermaid parody, um, and it was it was from like a gay perspective, and that was actually the only video out of like twenty where there was one black person in it so that tells you what kind of film festival that is um and it was just like really interesting it definitely gave me a different perspective of like the different types of sex that's out there it's not just um penetrative sex um it definitely gave me insight into my non-negotiables like i am not here for water sports Mm. um i'm not here for scat play hell no and i'm also not here for blood play but i'm not him but this is not a podcast to shame we're not shaming anyone if you because you know people will come right on through with these comments talking about some they probably they writing it now i'm not shaming (laughs) anyone if that's what you want to do cool if that's what you want to put on a video great but I just want to let you, any potential partners know um, that it won't happen over here. And I think um, that's the important thing about setting boundaries. Yeah. Um, something that we're not necessarily used to doing a lot in mm-hmm. society. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important to set boundaries so that way when you meet people... You know what to set those boundaries. And I right. think this um, Hump Film Festival is so um, important. And if it comes to your city, I definitely recommend you go. It's so important because if you're not exposed to different types of sex or different types of sexualities, you don't really know what your boundaries are, right? You kind of just know what your boundaries are and your scope of mind, but... So, like, kind of, like, you think you don't like something? Yeah. You really... You you, never know. You might be really into it. And that brings me to the second thing that happened in the time that we've been Mm -hmm. off. So, I went to this event called Sex X Philadelphia. And it was basically an event that had a whole bunch of TEDx-style talks. Um, XD from this amazing podcast called XD and Jane. <laughs> What's spoke, up, XD and Jane? Um, on black I love them. gay sex. Um, and it the theme of the event was sex as a revolutionary tool or sex or sex as a resistance. Excuse me. That's That was the... Um, the theme and it was hosted by feminista jones who's a a amazing lady from philadelphia she's a social worker um she talked about bdsm as resistance xd Mm. talked about gay black gay sex as resistance and that while the hump film festival showed me different forms of sex so did this um event this sex x philadelphia event um because feminista jones talked about bdsm and how she um took her past experiences with trauma and now uses BDSM as not only a way to heal, but a way to um, regain control of her body, mm-hmm. right? Even though she's a submissive. And so that, ev- like, to full disclosure, that opened my mind to, like, or my desires a little bit to want to experience very soft, and let me emphasize very soft, BDSM, you know? I'm sure we, a lot of people do, yeah, in a way. They don't even know that they're doing that, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another reason why it's important to educate and be yeah. exposed to things, because to be you could be into exposure. something and not, and not even, even know even that know. there's a name for it, yeah, or that there's a term that goes with it. It yeah. might be something that you're really into doing, and you don't even know it's like a whole... Yeah, like there's a thing. whole world out there. And yeah. I thought there was so there was this really interesting um, talk that was on asexuality, right? And we think about asexuality as this is a person who does not have sex, who does not find pleasure from sex. But the two people who did the, ple- the presentation on asexuality, one girl, yeah, she has had sex before, but it's not something that she just feels like doing. Like, she... She came from the perspective of, I really, you know, have no sexual desire, but sex is a form of intimacy. So when I'm having dinner with you or when yeah. we're walking in the park, People get off in are different we not ways. having sex? So yeah. like that was yeah. the way she displayed her intimacy. It's interesting. Another girl who I kind of really um, 
who her story resonated with me just because she identified as queer. She identified as Jamaican American. Um, she liked nice. to <laughs> challenge norms with her dress. Right. So I was just like, Oh, I'm here. I'm vibing with you. She was asexual, but she still has sex. She viewed her asexuality. Um, and when you look at the definition of asexuality, it was basically just going against the norm of society, society's de- definition of sexuality. Right. Mm. So she said that, Historically, her place in society, as far as sex is concerned, is to be this insatiable um, Jezebel of sorts or to be an object for the white gaze. And so she uses her sexuality to combat that. And that is why she has taken up the label of asexual. And Mm. when I heard that, that really like Mm. just sat in my spirit. And Mm. And not just because of the the label piece because I was just like oh well maybe you know I fucks with this label of asexuality too based on just like my work and how I try to express myself sexually but it also made me think of black male sexuality and black gay male sexuality in relation to the culture at large right Mm -hmm. and um from that event I had to like go into some books and I'm not trying to like bore you with academia per se but no. there's this book from bell hooks teach called, the people um, teach the people we real cool right mm-hmm. it's a it's a writing on black male sexuality and it kind of just reinforced some of the things that came up at the talk where bell hooks um basically says that throughout history black bodies um for the purposes of this talk black men have been socially programmed to think that they're not intelligent right And even in today, when there are clearly uh, countless examples of black male intelligence, we kind of buy into it. So even in an academic sphere, some black men may kind of dumb themselves down to kind of fit that trope because it's been so ingrained in us that we kind of carry that out. In thinking that we're not intelligent, um, our currency, the way we survive, our um, mechanism of survival is using the physical. So whether that be sharecropping to get a dime or... Um, going into fields of manual labor, we use our bodies to survive. Flip that into sexuality. We've been super over-sexualized when we came into the Western world to a point where once we were freed, we dumbed down our sexuality. Black and our men, bodies are, were and still are in danger. Yeah, they are. But that Under constant attack. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And after we dumbed down our sexuality, there was a time within the 60s and 70s where... Um, again, speaking to black men, they decided to reclaim their sexuality, right? And so you have this black sexual prowess that comes about um, among black men and that society at large kind of accepts. So that's where you get the refetishization. Yes, word. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Where black men are fetishized all over again, not only by white women, white men, um, Society at large, right? And that fetishization, how do I say it? it it's, it's alive and well today. Mm-hmm. And, but it comes along with a lot of negative things. So um, while you fetishize the black body and there's so much power within the black male and the black male sexuality, there are certain rules that he has to abide by to stay in this like insatiable black buck trope, right? So It's a dangerous It's box. a dangerous thing. And it actually opens black boys up black men up to a lot of abuses so while you're this self-abuse yeah while you're this insatiable being you aren't emotional right so that's where we get this socialization of boys black boys don't cry or black men don't cry or like you can't or black men can't take a picture Mm -hmm. and post it on social media they can't be too close yeah or they can't or they can't take too many selfies right 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 Um, because that's gay because of this sexual prowess that you have, you have this trope of the black man being a womanizer, right? So, like, your power is based on your sexuality. So, you need, excuse me, you need to fuck as many women as possible, right? That's not only dangerous to our women, to our community, that's dangerous to our, our own bodies, right? So, while embracing your sexuality is super positive, because of this, like, societal buy into it it really opens up um for a lot of like negative consequences and so i was reading that with bell hooks and i was just wondering like 
I pride myself on being this sexually, I guess, free person or like being open to reclaiming my sexuality. But I always wonder, are we really reclaiming our sexualities or are we buying into the societal script that we've been given? I think that's a great question because while I'm listening to you talk about this, I'm thinking society buys into it. I think we buy into it sometimes mm-hmm. too. Um it's like you're tricked, you're you're hoodwinked, you're bamboozled by these societal norms, these things that don't really exist, these things that were created. Um, and they have all these, um, you know, negative connotations and, 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 and bad things that are attached to it. And then it's just like at the end of the day, what does it make us? Like, yeah. who, who are we at the end of the day um, if we're so bought into you know, what my Instagram is telling me, what society is telling me, mm-hmm. what my Facebook is telling me, you know, if I don't get enough likes, you know, if I don't get enough attention, then this is wrong. Yeah. Um, I got to do something different. Um, folks living through social media, that's a totally different topic. Yeah. But I just think that kind of touched on that because buying into these things that just really don't exist, it's not real. Um, it's really harmful. It is. And I think when we kind of buy into these societal expectations of how we should be sexually, we don't give ourselves the room to really explore our needs, to explore our desires, to understand who we are as individuals and not how the outside world says we should be. Right? So I just want to read this like quote from the bell hooks reading um, that I did. Uh, It says, Black males are in need of sexual healing. Such healing happens every time we create the culture of resistance where Black male bodies and being are no longer held captive. A free Black man, at home in his body, able to feel his sexual desire and to act with life-affirming agency, is the radical outlaw this nation fears. When he is able to come out of the shadows and subterranean cultures (laughs) yes reading i'm able and subterranean cultures where he already resides and everyone collectively acknowledges his presence all black males will be able to chart a redemptive sexuality one that is life-affirming and life-sustaining a sexuality that no one can give and no one can take away when he is able to openly choose a healthy sexuality, all black men will claim and celebrate their unalienable rights to no sexual healing, erotic self-expression, and liberated sexual agency. And this is where I questioned myself a little bit because I'm just like, you, we can have different stories, but my experience as a black gay male and maneuvering different circles, whether it be the church the Greek life or just day-to-day interactions, it's always been, I'm going to stay true to myself and not fit whatever negative narrative you have of a Black gay male, right? Hmm. But while I'm doing that and working hard to kind of shift the narrative and make it positive and show you that your expectations of a Black gay male are different from who I am. I'm wondering if I'm fitting into like, still fitting into a mold that society outside of my spheres has placed for me. So it's kind of that weird, mm-hmm. that weird space. I totally get that. Um, I think that question kind of puts into perspective how generations are just very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a millennial, right? So I think, and I could be off with this but I think that as generations new generations come along um what's what used to be accepted what what you know silence Mm -hmm. um and 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 not putting forth resistance is something that's just not cool anymore Mm -hmm. it's not accepted you have people who are really pushing 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 and not to say that people didn't push in in the past whether you're Generation X, whether you're a baby boomer. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, history kind of creates a context Mm. to this conversation because as things have changed over time, people are becoming more and more 
open to these ideas about exploring an expression of their sexuality. Whereas there was a point in time where there's a reason why that wasn't accepted. There's a reason why you were forced to silence. I mean, beyond sexuality, slavery Mm -hmm. in and of itself was, I mean, they stripped men and women of everything that belonged to them, especially their sexuality. Slave masters raped men just as much as they raped women. Um, And, you know, I've read in books where, um, you know, slaves were being raped in front of their children, in front of their wives, um, on purpose to snatch that dignity away from them. Um, At what point did black men lose their ability to express themselves sexually? I think if we went back, Mm. we would find that. We would find that. So moving forward, as time progresses, as things start to change, you know, some great things happen that push us forward. Sometimes things happen that take us back, you know, when you look back in history. Um, But I think this is an interesting conversation because... You know, I think there's a reason why, you know, Bell Hooks, that quote you read from the book is great. I think that's ultimately where we want to be. How do we get there and where did we come from, I Mm -hmm. think, is even more important to kind of explore, to find, you know, those answers. Absolutely. And just to, you mentioned the point of like, where were we when black male, that space that they were able to like explore their sexuality was taken away. Mm. And I just wanted to clarify, when we say explore your sexuality, we don't necessarily mean have the space to just, like, do all types of, like, wild stuff, per se, because that's not everybody, right? Some people's exploration of sexuality is what some may deem as vanilla, but it really is giving the person the space to be as explorative and as conservative as they like. And I Giving someone choice. The choice. And Mm -hmm. I think that depending on... Or regardless of identity, actually. Mm-hmm. But influenced by identity, sexuality for black men is very rigid. And so, for example, I think the very common um, way to conceptualize this is the romp in, right? Hey. You can't wear a male <laughs> romper if you're straight because that, the, that is gay, right? A sensation, a social social media sensation which is something that's not new at all right right because truth be told some of us were wearing the rompers since 2016 and we're being made fun of them but you know we still slay the game <laughs> but, but i mean even straight men yeah. i mean people were wearing rompers, rompers in, very... in the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. i mean and they looked great in them rompers great. will do wonders for your romp right yeah so those are but even that example, there's so many. I know at so some many... point Prince had to have a romper on. I'm sure he did. All the shit he wore. If he wore ass a romper, yeah, a romper come on. Is just it's. Which has always been happen. interesting to me. Listen. How we, the black community, accepted Prince with open arms, mm-hmm. even Michael Jackson, where both of these icons, right, had very questionable behaviors over time, but we never really were they questionable or did we just finally give see an example of what happens when you have we clearly accepted it yourself right right. but i feel like if the average guy does that totes chastised yeah Yeah. so and so that's so crazy to me and we always look at it from a straight perspective right so mm -hmm. like we can always pinpoint like oh you know which is wrong selfies (laughs) too many selfies on the instagram gay too many um rompers or one romper in your closet right gay hanging out with too many girls gay but let's who's the top who's the bottom Uh, who's the woman who's the man in the relationship all this stuff that we think we take from right it's just wrong that we yeah i think while straightness is challenged i also think within the black or not even the black gay community but in the gay community at large there are things that um some people will try to take and like challenge your gayness right so for example what if you as a gay man or me as a gay man have the desire to have a woman involved in a situation, right? Mm -hmm. So I will let anybody know this. One of, like, my biggest fantasies is having a threesome and giving equal attention to a man man and and a woman. And a woman. Does that make (laughs) me confused, as some people will say, or does that make me bisexual, as some people say? I don't 
think so they, because business, you own really. it. Really isn't their business, but, but when you put it, it right, but when you put it, it right, because when you put it out there, they feel like it is their business to comment on it to get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they have now some type of um, stake. And what's going on in your bedroom when mm-hmm. you really, you don't. You don't. But I'm just, I always wonder, like, why is fluidity such an issue? Like, why is it that in the Western world, right? Because um, there was this other book that I read called Boy Wives and Female Husbands by Stephen O. Murray and Will Roscoe mm-hmm. that just talked about different sexualities. Um, and from like a, a afrocentric standpoint. So they were saying before colonization, before we were brought over here into this um the western world, African societies definitely had same gender loving people who definitely influenced the community at large. They had same gender loving relationships and let's go beyond monogamy. There were situations where a man or a woman had a full house and home, you know, had a full family, full wife, husband, kids, whatever, but then had a same gender loving partner on, you know, the side. And that was accepted in their communal space. So seeing that we come from a historical place of such fluidity, why is it that here in the Western world, and it could be due to slavery, it could be due to segregation, it could be due to all of that, right? Those are like all religion, all of those answers. Mm. Um, Even though we definitely had religion in Africa that has whether or not you believe in like you know a structured church or whatever that religion definitely has survived and come into this space we can talk about that another time yeah because like I wonder where the fluidity got left off yeah because I wonder at what point you know because just like religion was used to justify slavery um, and that stripped black men and black women and and black children who were innocent at woke Everyone was innocent. Mm-hmm. But just speaking in the sense of children are always innocent. It was even taken away from them. You know what I mean? Um, and, and religion was used to justify these things. And I just wonder, you know, at what point, you know, did we, you know, make that shift? Um, did we make the shift when America was colonized? Mm-hmm. We weren't even here. Uh, <laughs> Is that when the shift happened? If you know, you know when the shift happened. Email us at, <laughs> at gmail.com because we're trying to find out. We're trying to find Straight out when up. that shift happened. Um, but before we like hang up on this topic, E, any final words for someone, for anyone, right? Because this whole topic was about being fluid, recognizing whether or not your sexuality fits a societal norms, recognizing mm-hmm. and kind of understanding your desires and what you kind of want in your sexual journey and mm-hmm. not being afraid to pursue that based on what the outside world world will feel mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts I mean I would just say take time to be with yourself mm-hmm. take time to fall in love with yourself take time to play with yourself take that too <laughs> to find out how your body works how it feels take time to look at your body how many of us don't even want to look at our bodies? When's yeah. the last time, you know, we stood in front of a mirror naked and just took the time to take it all in? Last week, I was taking a nude selfie. Oh. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I wonder where that went. <laughs> um, JK, JK. <laughs> but um, I think falling in love with ourselves, first and foremost, is important. Sometimes that happy happens early on in life. Sometimes you don't find out to do that until you're in your 30s or your 40s, and that's okay, too. Yeah. Um, I think as long as we get there, yeah. right, at some point, I think we really want to feel complete with other people, and we search for a lot of things through other people. That's which already at home. maybe I was about to say we've probably been conditioned to do that our parents probably did that our parents told us to do that mm-hmm. you know so I get it I totally get it but I think um, realizing that that is a pattern and, and just understanding that you are enough you know that's something that I just started telling myself when I'm you know I'm 31 now but when I turn 30 is these are ty- type of lessons that I'm teaching myself you have to teach yourself lessons um, you are enough. Spend time with yourself. Fall in love with yourself. You know, nothing lasts forever. 
But when you do find that soulmate, when you do get into that relationship with that person, if, Lord forbid, things don't work out and that person's no longer in your life, you don't feel incomplete. Mm. You, you don't feel devastated. You don't feel like you've hit rock bottom when that person is no longer in your life. You can pick up the pieces and move on because you did it. You've done it before and you did it by yourself and you've proven to yourself that you are enough. So that that would be what I that that would be what I would leave with the people, yeah, uh, because that's something that I tell. That's a positive affirmation. Yeah. And that's something that I tell myself, Eric, you are enough. Yeah. And not only are you enough, but your sexuality and the way you want to explore or or as much as you want to explore as much as you want to be conservative with it is enough mm-hmm. yes, yes this was um cool so let's move <laughs> into our honey pop <laughs> so first things first jamie fox reveals that oprah and Sidney poitier uh saved him from alcoholism mm. and so Let's start off by saying we get all of our hung pop from Love B. Scott why, because um, why not support family? And two, he literally has the source from jump, from before the source comes out. So He is in, the source. He is the source. Like, he literally <laughs> is the source. Like, let's talk about how he told us that Phaedra was fired, and then it took a good month for everybody else to, to confirm out. it. Yeah. <laughs> to even be like, oh yeah, Phaedra's fired. So we trust B. If we can trust him with Housewives of Atlanta, we can trust him with anything. Um, and so Jamie Foxx did this amazing, um, or told this amazing story on the Howard Stern show. Shout out to Howard Stern. Shout out to him about how he, you know, was struggling with alcoholism. And in 2005, Oprah called him up and was just like, Hey boo, you're messing up. Yeah, like and like like Mama Oprah will do. She will do. You, you oh, can get your Oprah. ass on that TV if you want and say that you fall into pieces. If Oprah see it, she, she calling you. you. Yeah, and I just want her to call me, okay? Not because I'm falling to pieces, but because I need you to put me on. Uh, but but she called him, then got him into a space with. Quincy Jones and he said all of these actors from like the 60s and 70s and they really had a heart to heart with him mm-hmm. and Sidney Poitier was there and it humbled they just him. held it humbled him it but really humbled I think him. it also held him accountable and I thought this story was so beautiful because I think we all need mm. the I don't want to say the ancestors per se but like the older generations to really hold us accountable and I'm so grateful that I've met people hashtag shout out to Uncle Daryl I've met people who will literally sit you down and hold you accountable. And they'll either do it in a joking matter or if they see it getting serious, really sit you down and be like, listen, if you want your life to go a certain way, these are things that you cannot do. And I'm so glad that Jamie had that experience with Oprah and Sydney. And it just shows Oprah and Sydney's character, but also shows Jamie's character and his openness to receive it. It was great. And then he went on to make that wonderful movie, Ray. Yeah. Right after all of this happened. And, um, you know, I love that movie. Yeah. And I felt like he had a spirit on him. Mm -hmm. There was something about him. Um, And so, you know, Jamie really went through a transformation right before making this film. Um, So now I want to go back and watch it again, knowing that this just happened. Was it not scary for you, though? What's that? Ray? It was a little scary (laughs) for me. when, Especially when he started feeling like the water. Yeah, I was, was like, a oh my gosh, this is a horror film. Emotional movie. Yeah, yeah. That pulls on the heartstrings. It does. Um, if you, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been, but if you haven't seen it, <laughs> not too You have to, you have to, you have to watch Ray. Um, Jamie Foxx does an amazing job as an actor. Um, I, can, I do not know her name, but whoever played his mom, she had me crying. Job. She yeah. did an amazing job. Um, it was just a great movie, and I think it's it's a story of a black man, because this black man experienced so much trauma, so much trauma mm-hmm. as a child. How many of us have experienced so much trauma as a child, right? But then he grows up in, in what he knows. It's all it's the only thing that he knows. And some people hate him for it. But it's the only thing that he knows. And he does the best thing that he can do with the cards that life has dealt him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie is really... It's, it humbled him. I think it humbles anybody yeah. that watches it. It was definitely a beautiful film. 
And we salute you, Jamie Foxx. Absolutely. Now, let's move on from treasure to complete trash. <sighs> Migos <laughs> reportedly again, refused go. to appear with drag queens for Katy Perry's SNL performance. I want to go to issue an apology about this. Like they well, did. I'm tired like they of did before, it, right? Yeah, because so, we know clearly we know what the deal is right. now. I can't stop playing that album. I'll give you that. Just yeah. it's like a, it's like a Chick Fil A kind of you thing. Know, you I know, I definitely pop that thing to <laughs> Migos' songs. I'm not gonna lie. You know, you got to be real once you call things up. But my thing is, they can sit up on SNL. We are clothes designed and created by gay men. Yeah, but yet not support the LGB plus community like that shit is weird to me and what bothered me even more was not necessarily Migos right because we knew they were trash from the, the stuff they said about uh, Frank Ocean and clearly we're still listening to their music so let, let's call a spade a spade right but I saw a tweet on um, on Twitter because that's where you see tweets mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a young man who you know got a lot of retweet uh, got a lot of retweets and his tweet had said um, people just say they're not comfortable with a certain lifestyle and y'all want to put labels out here on them. And so here's my thing with that young man. They didn't say that they were uncomfortable, quote unquote, with a lifestyle. And let's stop using that word lifestyle because Ooh, can we please? this whole being attracted... Oh my goodness. Sorry, I just keep... <laughs> being attracted to... The same gender is not a lifestyle, right? <laughs> is you being attracted right. to girls for heterosexual men, is that a lifestyle? Is that what you have chosen? Are right. you wired to be attracted to men and you're like, no, my lifestyle is going to be attracted to women. No, that's <laughs> not the case. So, like, let's clear that word up. Secondly, if Katy Perry refused to perform with Migos, would you be up in arms? Hmm. Mm. I just let that marinate Mm. okay because you already came for her ass for appropriating the culture which you should you already (sighs) came for Miley Cyrus for saying she no longer listens to rap music or whatever Uh, whatever she said I don't want to misquote her but you came for her for that which you should and I agree with that Mm. don't use a culture then leave it when you're done and you've already made your money when it's convenient for you but we know sorry when is go ahead um, no, I'm just saying a lot of people do that. I mean, Justin was accused of doing that with the Absolutely. whole Janet Jackson in the Super Bowl scandal. Yeah, tore her titty out, then left her there. And then left, left her there her to dead. dry out and just mm-hmm. be, you know, hit with all this bullshit and, and, and hate. And it's just like, well, where where are people? And it's interesting because, and I don't want to get too far off a topic, but me and a colleague was talking about... Um, the show that comes on MTV, um, the uh, Catfish Show. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them. I don't can't remember their names. Uh, what's the name? Neve. Neve and his bay. Yeah. 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 But they be using black people for their success too. Well, one day he was wearing like a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and he didn't make like a big deal about it like he didn't say anything about it he was just like I'm wearing this like I just want to wear it and support you know whatever it is but I'm not going to make a big deal about it I respected that Mm -hmm. I and me and my colleague talked about how we need more white people out here who are supporting the move it's one thing when you have black people saying black lives matter but when you have everybody else saying that black lives matter Mm -hmm. it does make a difference I think it does make a a, 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 you know an impact So, um, we do, we do need more of that. We do need more people who are like, you know what? We're going, we're going to march this movement with y'all. We're going, we're going to step this. We're going to walk through this with y'all. Um, because you do matter. Yeah. You know, we matter. Everybody matters, but y'all weren't saying that until we started saying black lives matter, you know? And that's when you wanted to say all lives matter. Yeah. So we know white people go for the switch up. But, like, if Katy Perry was had said, you know, that they are not going to appear with Migos on a song, right? right? Or at a right. performance, we would be up in arms. We need to be just as op- up in arms. Absolutely. When Migos reportedly refuses 
to appear with drag queens because, because as why? you said, black if you do it to her, you'll do it to me. You'll do it to you me. Will not <laughs> have permission to disrespect <laughs> us and this community because yes, Black Lives Matter. But let's break it down even more. All mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, which mm-hmm. means my everybody ass matters. Everybody, the black drag queens that were on there performing better than Katy Perry matter too. Okay, all right, let's move on. So. This is like amazing fucking news. It's happening. Rihanna and Lupita Nyong'o are going to star in a buddy movie that started as a Twitter fucking meme. So Rihanna and Lupita were looking amazing. Power of social media. Yes. No, power of black Twitter. Put some respect on that name. Okay. Okay? (laughs) Yes. Lupita and Rihanna were sitting there at like some fashion show looking amazing and someone tweeted they look like um i'm just paraphrasing and probably gonna fuck it up but they're they look a like robber. a bank robber and like the genius best friend <laughs> about to scam a, a, a guy they straight right? up did and so <laughs> lupita was just like i'm in it if you are rihanna's like girl i'm here with these fuzzy slippers these pumas and then and then and then ava duvernay mm-hmm. and i think Issa Rae too maybe yes she did Signed on. And guess what's happening? It will be on Netflix. When Shout I tell you that there has to be a party, we have to do like a viewing party. I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm yeah, down A whole with bunch that. of wine. Maybe our best scammer outfits for how you would scam <laughs> someone. Yeah. I'm showing up in a bodysuit. That's how I would scam a nigga. And where you gonna get your fur jacket from? <laughs> it's not gonna be no fur. It's just gonna be the bodysuit. <laughs> just so you can see it all. Maybe a little sheer, like, you know, cuts out of it. Whatever. But... I'm super excited to see this. Um, the series or movie or whatever it's going to be, I know it's going to be epic, and I just can't wait. And I hope Rihanna gets a song out of it and just blesses us with kind of like an anti-feel. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited for it. I fucking love Rihanna. Yeah. I love Issa. Yeah. Um, we can't wait Lupita. for um, what you call. You know what it is. Insecure. Ugh. Now, can we just do like a, a just a slight conversation about insecure? Can we talk about how it ended? Yeah, we can. That sex scene. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How, I wanted Lawrence to break my back out from that. How, I'm just trying to figure out how were they not really having sex during that scene? Do you think they were though? What if they were? Like, what if that was literally like a porn to just end the whole series that they blessed us with? The good thing about it is that we'll we'll never know. Like the joke will always be on us because oh. we were all here for it. <laughs> we just couldn't figure girl? out. Like it was just so it looked real. So real. It looked real. He was wearing her out. Okay, and I just want him to wear me out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just interested. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think Lawrence is? Um, he was just working out that frustration. He he just needed some time. He's going back to Issa. Or do you I think, think he he's was. Done? I think part of the series will be him figuring things out with Issa. But before that, he's going to put her through hell, and he's going to use because he young, was hurt. He's going to use this young lady to do it, and I feel bad for her because her and them jalapeno poppers are going to get her heart broken, and it well, will be right. I th- yeah, I agree with you. I think Issa has a little bit more karma that's going to come back to her. Oh yeah, things are going to get a a little bit now. worse before they get better wouldn't it be tricky if she found a man in this off space hopefully it's not that ex of hers who was oh trolling my goodness. yes but he was oh my goodness daniel daniel was fine wasn't he like the only guy that kind of took her out of that space and in like while she was with lawrence and and, and had her tripping like that mm-hmm. so Really interested to see how this next season is going to unfold. Me too. We'll cheers be watching. to Insecure. And we'll also be watching. cheers to Queen Sugar and Greenleaf. We'll yes. be watching it all. We'll be watching it all. Yes. Yes, we will. Now, hung up or hanging up, Eric? <sighs> you know what? This week I'm hung up. On? A person. Who? Um... It's someone's Instagram that I just can't seem to stay off of. Ooh. Um, you know, this individual posts a lot of pictures. 
he does a lot of different things with a lot of different people. And I just kind of stay tuned in mm -hmm. uh, from shot to shot, from moment to moment, from video to video. I tend to be just right there, just loyal. Um, and, and, you know, I find myself asking myself, I, I just want to know, like, Eric, like, what is this? Like, why Hashtag are you feeling this bad. way? Um, Dave East. Ooh, homie, let why, me look up. I'm just trying to understand, like, what this man has done to take over social media. Um, you looking him up right now. Yeah. Davies <laughs> You're going to follow him on... once you see his Instagram. Because sure? he, he just gives you every little bit of everything that you, you kind of need. You know, you need a little bit of hood. You need a little bit of street. You need a little bit of, you know, daddy. Um, because he, he definitely is daddy. He takes care of his responsibilities and does what he's supposed to do. And is he a father for it's, real? It's evident because we can see this. And, um... You know, he just does a lot of things that you are literally standing for. Interesting, man. Right I'm, 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 I'm here for him. I, I really like this man. Here he is. <laughs> there you go, Dave. So he signed to Def Jam Records. Okay, he was a guest on Angela Yee's Lip Service. Shout out to Angela Yee, Stephanie Santiago, and Gigi McGuire and L'Oreal. Absolutely. So I'm just gonna give you this, and you can see the first person that was liked by it says E Dante Cole. Yeah, because they tell you which of your friends like this picture. Which also, let me just say, I had a moment <laughs> like six months ago. A good friend of mine, my, my best friend, um, Spencer. Shout out to Spencer. Shout I know you're listening. Um, I was telling him that you know my ex, like, how do you? And this is another a podcast. Like when you have an ex, but you're still connecting on social media. Well, I guess whether or not you should be connecting on social media is the question. Um, but when you are, how do you deal with like your friends, like still being friends with them and still being connected with them? Oh my goodness. That's a whole different, oh, <laughs> that's a whole nother. That. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. So, you know, just going on this point you made about Instagram, how it tells you what your friends have liked. Sometimes you don't want to know. Um, or sometimes you see that same friend that be liking the same pictures. Like, wait, how do you, why do you keep liking my man's picture? Um, you know, it... Could I say for the record, I, Davies is not my type. Sorry, I've been looking through his Instagram. He's cute. He's not your type. He's cute, but he's not my type. First of all, I would the tower fuck is over wrong him. With you? I'm like six fucking two. He's six three four. He's six three. In what picture? Um, uh, listen. You tried it. He's no, nobody six three. No, this man is a giant. Like, is he really? Yes, he is. That's why I'm like kind of shocked that you're saying he's not your type because I remember us having this conversation that you need a tall, burly man. I do. Um. <laughs> but, like, I feel like I could totally be friends with him if he needs, like, you know, a vocal hook or something. I'm here for you. Yeah. But he just, and then he what doesn't happens do after it for that? me. He All right. really doesn't. All right. Well, I guess you want to hang up on him. So this I'm not accepting no, that. Hang up on him. I'm not this accepting that. This is a professional that. relationship. I... <laughs> I'm 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 really surprised, but we, we'll I guess we'll move on. Yeah, um, I am hung up on two things. So the first, I am hung up on Patty Labelle. If any, if you know anything about me, know that I am a Patty Labelle stan from when she was Patty Labelle and the Bluebells. Okay. <laughs> um, she still she has. Is, I think she still has that house in Philly. She is a Philly resident. Yeah, I she. James Wright Chanel. Mm -hmm. That was his blessing. But I need to come through for one of these Patty Thanksgivings and really. Doesn't her give son you. live here too? Patty runs deep in Philly. There's a full <laughs> fucking mural out here with her in this pink like wrap talking about hey come you know on, in West Philly. Come on, if rap. you find it, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but Patty turned 73. Um, Happy birthday, Patty. This week. And I'm just, Patty, I, I really just glorify the name of the Lord for preserving Patty this long because I know that she, Patty will not pass us. away until I get to touch the hem of her garment. So I'm just thankful. <laughs> um, it's going to change your life. Yes, it will. It's going to heal all your ailments. Listen, it all might, your it pains might even and set stress. Me up with a nice check. Okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, hey, we thank him. <laughs> but um, who, else you, who, who, who else are you hung up on? I'm also hung up. I really just have to give a shout out. And I've just been so inspired this oh, week yeah. to see so many beautiful black men and Straight women up. who have graduated. You guys Straight have up. gotten your. Shout out to um, class of 2016 and 17. Yeah, you've gotten your bachelor's your masters your mds your uh dd phds your phds and i really just want to shout out um a few people who 
I've met just along my life, but who really are just special to me. So mm-hmm. Elizabeth Opiemi Fadoju, Jessica Williams, Imani Oakley, and Megan Lawrence. You guys have really like just touched my soul in Shout like amazing y'all. ways. Um, especially my homegirl Meg, that is my names. Jamaican sister, and she's also a devastating diva. Diva, excuse me, a de- <laughs> wine. She's also a devastating diva. <laughs> you can't mess that Delta up. Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, Elizabeth Opiemi Fadoju is a lovely lady of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. First um, Jessica Williams uh, is a lovely lady of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. But those three ladies have just seen me through um, tremendous mountains, and I really appreciate them. So all of them Greek, huh? Not not all of them. I, oh, Megan. Imani isn't. Oh, Imani um, isn't. Okay. Um, but she, let me tell you, Imani comes with the comedy, and I knew we would be good friends. We met at a um, internship back in undergrad, and she keeps it all the way real. Like, she'll celebrate with you in the high time. She'll check you if you're acting a fool. She'll give you the comedy throughout. Like, she's everything, and I it's really just, balance. it was great to see her journey. Mm-hmm. I saved one person, um... For last, and I'm not going to cry because I'm not for that crying shit. But this young lady is just amazing. Like, Mm. the word amazing doesn't even capture how wonderful she is. I met her, shout out to UMD, University of Maryland College Park. I met her at University of Maryland College Park. We met going to a birthday celebration for one of our mutual friends. And ever since then, for some reason, we just clicked. And when I tell you I've been there for her um, whenever she needs it, but she has been there for me from Mm. the start. Mm. And it's not just a friend who you can take out and like go to dinners with, but this is literally a friend who, when when we talk about identity, she has just, she's just been present. You know what I mean? She's never forced what her perception of my identity may be. She she has literally just been there. That's that unconditional and love. I, I That is yeah, so hard yeah. and rare. And she always find. has an encouraging word or she always just has a good time. And I feel like whenever we see each other, we can definitely like just pick up from where we left off. And um, I went away after undergrad to St. Louis for grad school. And I just watched her know what she wanted out of life. She... studied she did the work she pressed on we talked about relationships we talked about schoolwork we talked about all the stressors and today actually we record on thursday on may 25th my friend rahel bogassian walked across the stage of harvard university come on now and collected her doctorate in law she is wow. an official lawyer. JD, that is what's up. A Harvard Law. And like, words cannot express how much I am grateful for her friendship. I love her so much. And I really hope to see her and see her mm. flourish even from this point. She deserves every good thing. And I can't wait to see her just, That's amazing. just shine. She's a star already. That's and amazing. I am not about that crying shit, so I held all my tears in. But... <laughs> But I really do love her, and I really just want to take this time to just say that she is just a phenomenal woman, and she will. You'll see her in somebody's office somewhere, and just messing the entire game up, and I'm not going to say where she's relocating to, but let me let you know that the Lord has already set her up for greatness, and that's that. And, and, and you know what? This is a great lesson to me and everybody who's listening. Listen, these are the type of relationships that you need to nurture. Yeah. These are the type of relationships that you need to have. And I'm not just talking about people who are getting degrees. Yeah. Because that's just one of many things that you can do in your lifetime to be successful and move yourself to the next level. I'm just saying that this was a great t- testimony. She has a great testimony. Because... These are the type of relationships that we should have with people. When you are trying to take yourself to the next level, when you're trying to build yourself, you want to have people around you who are doing that Mm -hmm. or have done that, right? What happens when we have people around us and in our space, in our personal space, that are not moving forward, that are not moving in the same direction that we're moving in? That could be detrimental to a relationship or to a friendship. Absolutely. And... Even without moving forward, like, 
we all, I believe very strongly in the fact that we meet in spirits before we meet in person. Mm. And I don't take for granted. We have an episode about soulmates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's not necessarily someone you marry or you date. Yeah. It could just be someone you vibe with. And Mm -hmm. I think when you click with someone spiritually, don't let that go. You know what I mean? Definitely fight for those relationships. Those And mm. it won't always be good times. Y'all will annoy the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. There will be times when you don't want to see this person. But I feel like when you click with someone spiritually, you should definitely curate that relationship. And that one of those people in my life who I definitely can say that I've linked with spiritually has been Rahel. And I just had to highlight her. So that said, that is the end <laughs> of... Um, the Hung Up Podcast. Up. Eric, I'm so grateful to have you here co-hosting with us. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of Thank the you. Hung Thank Up Thank you for having me. Family. There are so many things coming down the pipeline. So many. That we can't wait to manifest. But thank you guys, listeners, for taking this journey. As always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HungUpPod. That's at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. You can also email us your questions, your comments, and your love or your hate. We may not talk about it on the show. <laughs> but if you have some hate, send it our way. Because, you know, feedback. if you ain't got haters... You ain't, you ain't doing nothing, okay? right? That's true. That's true. Uh, send it all to <laughs> hunguppod at gmail.com. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can find me, P. Ryan, at I am P. Ryan. That's I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N on Instagram and Twitter. And, and you can find me on Instagram, E. Dante Cole, E-D-A-N-T-E-C-O-L-E. You just lied to the people. You can find him at Light Skin on Viv. What? <laughs> Wait, I'm like, what? Wait. <laughs> Thank you guys so much Peace. for listening. Peace. See y'all Bye. next week.